and uh, very pleased to be joined by John Werner. And um, John, lots to uh, lots to get there. But uh, how about this this uh, softball situation? How cool is that with uh, Glenn Moore? And, and you never know because OU's like forty nine and one every year, and you never know how they're going to handle this thing. But Coach Moore. I mean, I don't think anybody expected Baylor to <laughs> jump back on the national scene quite to this to this level. Uh, John, you've been around that team and Coach Moore for a long time. How excited were you to see him be named uh, uh, Big 12 uh, Softball Coach of the Year? Yeah, yeah. Actually, it was Co-Coach of the Year with Patty Gasso. But, yeah, he's well, extremely deserving. Um, he uh, – <laughs> they've got – Six wins over top five teams this year. They've never done that. And I don't know how many teams have ever done that in college softball. So, I mean, that, that's extremely impressive. Sweeping Texas last week in a three-game series after losing two out of three at Iowa State. I mean, and especially doing it without uh, Dariana Orm, their ace. Uh, Coach Moore made the uh, – uh, Pretty uh, gutsy decision to rest her because uh, obviously her arm was tired. She hadn't had the same velocity she had had, and it turned out remarkable. Uh, freshman Riley Crandall threw a pair of five hitters, got two wins over Texas. Casey West uh, won the other game. I mean, it was just an incredible weekend, and uh, I think that probably propelled uh, coach Moore to a uh, co-coach of the year. I mean, if you want to call it co-coach of the year, you can, I choose to call it just coach of the year. All right. <laughs> sure. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm just staring. Deserving. I'm just staring at the Baylor softball tweet that they put out. And, uh, you, as you might guess, it's got a big, great picture of coach and it <laughs> says coach of the year there's no i don't see a co anywhere around this thing <laughs> so yeah. i'm gonna well, i'm gonna roll with it PR. yeah 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 exactly uh and uh but boy coach gasso that is an amazing program now it, it'll be interesting to see what happens in this big 12 tournament and uh you know it'll be interesting to see you know how they where they kind of land in all this what are you hearing as far as a possible host of of that first round, do you um, do you think the Bears have been able to play their way back into that? What are you? What are kind of the vibes you're getting on that? Well, I think they're right there at that 16th spot. Of course, there's 16 uh, regional host sites, and Baylor's right there. They're number 15 in the coaches' poll. They're number 17 in the uh, RPI, which is one spot behind Clemson. So I would say they better beat Iowa State tomorrow in the Big 12 tournament. Uh, you know, uh, like I mentioned earlier, they had lost two of three to them. So they really need that game, and they should be really fired up for it. But then, of course, they play OU. If they beat OU, oh, yeah. I mean, just check it off Friday. They'll be a regional host. If they beat OU, I say we just call off the season. <laughs> That's not a bad idea, Matt. I mean, that, since they've given them their only loss, and, you know, to give them two losses would be uh, uh-huh. phenomenal. 
Where did they go and beat somebody big this year? Knoxville, they beat the Tennessee Vols, you know, in a couple of games. And after one of those games, I was telling Glenn, I was texting him, I'm like, why don't y'all get on out of town? I mean, you got a great <laughs> win over the number four team in the country. How about just leaving? And and he kind of liked the idea, although they stayed and won another game against – I mean, it, it really is remarkable – how focused they are at times, and the the um, second team All Big Twelve, by the way, for Dari, I would have given her somehow found a way to have her on the first team, but I understand you got if you, however you're going to break it down. All Big Twelve freshman Riley Crandall. I mean, that's been as you said, what they did against Texas was a calculated risk, but it worked, and they and they got the sweep, and I think they'll be better for it because Dari will get some of that velocity back. Uh, John, that's amazing. What Coach was telling me the other day, that she had lost as much as five miles per hour. I thought in my mind it would probably be maybe two or three miles per hour, that she was about five or six down. And, John, that can make just a huge difference. Um, And you've been watching this game and covering softball for a long time. You can kind of speak to that. Do you think this rest... Um, we may see a reinvigorated Dari this next time out. Oh, I think uh, she'll be closer to what she was earlier in the year, which was just completely shut down pitcher, just dominating teams. Yeah, she really needed the rest. Uh, risk the rest. Uh, she, uh, I mean, it was obviously she wasn't the same pitcher the last few weekends. She had a pretty bad weekend against Iowa State, uh, gave up a big homer in that third game, and she just wasn't herself. And uh, I I was a little surprised that Glenn decided uh, not to pitch her against Texas because, I mean, you're taking your ace out of the rotation, and, uh, you know, you want to be playing well coming into the postseason. But, man, what a, what a risk that paid off. Now, we'll see how much she, she pitches at the Big 12 tournament. Uh, I, I don't know if she will start tomorrow because, you know, uh, Riley and Casey really pitched well last weekend. So he'd feel confident with either of those pitchers in there. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised to see her throw maybe a little bit just to kind of you know, sharpen her up a little, you know, to get ready for, for the regional tournament. But man, I mean, they, they're looking good. And not only that, their, their defense was outstanding against Texas. Uh, McKenzie Wilson uh, uh, fielded a ball off the wall and threw a girl out at second. Uh, their infield was just tremendous all weekend. I mean, uh, that can't be overlooked how good their defense has been. Glenn has said many times that, you know, this ranks with some of the best defenses he's had. And uh, I, I think they're a pretty strong looking team coming into regional. I'd like to see you at that uh, Letter Winners Club on Sunday for the announcement show. Now, that would be fun, John. We just kind of congregate there. Although, what does light snacks mean? Uh, they, they... <laughs> I'd say you better eat something ahead of time. <laughs> I think just kind of, kind of keep the media happy, you know, uh-huh. like food. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't expect, you know, something that's really going to fill you up. Like crazy wings or something like that from George's. I kind of, I wouldn't mind 
some crazy oh, wings getting involved. Probably a little lighter. Maybe some cookies and uh, that chips. That sounds about more like it. Pretzels, yeah. something along those lines. Uh, John Werner from the Waco Trib joining the Matt Mosley Show, ESP in Central Texas. Now, John, what do you, this time of year, you sometimes like to dabble in some of that great, like, high school uh, baseball and softball. Will you will you get out there and, and see some of that? We got, I think, West in action, obviously Crawford. We, we're carrying both those schools' games. And then looking forward, Bosqueville, Valley Mills, I mean, some tremendous baseball teams. We've seen what China Springs done in the past with baseball. Uh, where are you kind of leaning in terms of your your high school coverage? Well, I, I don't know where I, I will be yet. Uh, Bryce is going to tell me probably the next right. day or two. Uh, you know, right. We'll just kind of see how things go. But uh, you're right. Uh, softball, baseball, high school is really tremendous around here, and it's really a fun time of year. All right, and – I'm interested, by the way, in this Baylor basketball thing. Have you noticed they they're they're being ranked as far as like the winners and losers in the portal? They're putting the Bears in the loser category. Didn't feel like the Bears. They lost some and didn't bring in a lot of reinforcements. John, I mean, give us some good news. Do you feel like maybe maybe the Bears will get good news after this combine? The NBA Combine, now three invites from the Baylor team. Now, the good news is two of the three, two of the three could return to the Bears. Uh, Mm -hmm. Flagler and Bridges. I mean, can you give us any, I mean, what kind of vibes are you getting with the Baylor basketball program in terms of moving forward? Well, I think Scott is waiting on those two guys to see what they're going to do. You know, if if uh, neither comes back, they'll probably add a couple transfers. You know, if one comes back, they'll probably just add one. But, uh, yeah, I think they're definitely waiting on those guys. I, I think at least one of those guys would come back. I, I think uh, Jalen will probably be back. I'm not so sure about Adam because he's already been in college five years. Uh, he had he had a red shirt a year uh, after transferred from Pres- Presbyterian. Uh, played three seasons at Baylor. I'm not quite sure, although he uh, he wants to uh, see, he wants to go into sports medicine. So he would probably could work on his master's degree or, or whatever. Uh, so that might be a draw there. But uh, you know, I kind of get the sense he'd like to go pro, try that out for a while. But but we'll see what happens. All right, they've been projected already. Bracketology as an eight seed. <laughs> I love bracketology. Yeah, I I looked this up yesterday. They've already got like the bubble teams. Texas Tech is already on the bubble for next year. Bracketology. <laughs> As me, we sit here, people with too too little to do. That's Joe Lenardi. ESPN's like Joe does not need to do any vacation. Let's have this man. Let's get some bracketology and start. Uh, and, and, you know, the portal has given us more to write about and talk about. I mean, it has. I mean, think about that. It's changed the way you cover college basketball. There used to be a nice big break where we didn't really talk about much. And now it, it there's not much of a break. I mean, before long, no, these guys will all be on been. campus. Yeah, there really isn't a break at all. I mean, it's kind of like a season unto itself. 
the, the portal season. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. And uh, I'm not sure if most coaches really like it much because it's a lot of extra work. I mean, it's extra work for sports writers just to keep up with it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, they're, you know, they basically just have to keep re-recruiting, re-recruiting all the time. It used to be Baylor was not going to lose like somebody they didn't want to lose. And that has changed. I mean, it, it honestly has yeah. changed for everybody. Um, I just don't think there's any programs anymore where it's just like, oh, nobody will ever leave that program. I don't think anybody can say that. Now, there are programs that seem to be more magnets and bring people in. And, boy, Bill Self got heavily involved uh, in the portal, and he's got a good bunch coming in. But it is funny how we see the portal and we immediately you know, put these teams like, all right, that's the, number, that's the top five team in the country before we see anything about the chemistry, how they're going to fit in, who's going to leave. I mean, think about Texas's recruiting class for 2023. I mean, it's yeah. like one guy decides to stay, and their top guy coming in for 2023, Ron Holland, says, I'm out of here. I'm gonna recl- I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, reopen my recruitment. I mean, I, I I don't often feel sorry for the horns about anything, but Ron Holland deciding at the last minute that he's not going to be part of their 2023 class, man, John, that's changed everything. I I, I think I, I mean the portal has has just had this trickle down effect, and I think we're going to continue to see more of this. Guys that have long committed change their minds at the last minute. Well, I think another uh, example is Jalen Ellis, uh, the former Baylor receiver. Uh, he committed to West Virginia. Uh, Deion Sanders comes along. Oh, well, I think I'll commit to Colorado. I mean, <laughs> you can't even count on commitments after they decide to transfer from somewhere. So, yeah, it's, it's just totally nuts. Can you imagine trying to get your transcript together and get all your information, and you've been at like three schools in about a month, in about a month and a half period? You've, you've been at three different schools. And, oh, by the way, Dion's not known for his transcript work, okay? That, that, that prime prep, they're still trying to straighten out some of those transcripts. Uh, that, that is, now, do you think Colorado will be – They'll be entertaining, and they'll be relevant again. Do you think there's any chance they're good this year? Now, they can't be any worse. They were 1-11 last year. Um, oh, I, but do you, yeah, do you think they think could be, be pretty good? good no, I don't. I, I think he's got to get his program together. I think the key there is uh, his assi- assistants, really, especially his coordinators. You know, if they're top level, you know, if they can coach him really well, because Dion's obviously the recruiter. But I think it's going to really kind of depend on his assistants and uh, his coordinators to really coach them. Are you surprised that Bob Huggins still has a job today? Or did that not surprise you that they found a way to keep him? I'm not shocked just because he's, uh, you know, he's such a legend there. He's been around for so long. Uh, Yeah, I think a lot of other coaches probably would have been fired. uh, But... I'm not real surprised, but, uh, you know, he is on kind of thin ice now. Kind of like Bob Knight when he was given, like, one more chance and he did something and he was gone in Indiana. Uh, Yeah, I mean, and, and of course, those guys are kind of contemporaries in a lot of ways. Um, Mm -hmm. Hey, John, I uh, I appreciate – 
I appreciate a very old school. I appreciate the time, and um, I never have to worry about you saying anything offensive on the radio. <laughs> well, I don't want to. I don't want to get you banned, Matt. That's, <laughs> that's my biggest goal. There, there are other people who would be all for that. But uh, <laughs> anyway, thank, thank you, John. All right, I'll talk to you soon. Appreciate you. See you, Matt. All right, there he goes, John Warner from the Waco Trib.